0: Have you heard the news? Multi-Stream Machine is open for enrollment for a limited time.
1: If you're a product-based business owner who's ready to finally have a clear roadmap to build a sustainable and thriving business that supports itself and pays
0: you the salary you dream of, then you're going to want to head to multistreammachine.com and check it out. All right, now let's jump into the episode.
1: Let's show you and prove to you it can be done. Whether you're a maker, a manufacturer, or a retailer, you can grow your business how you want. Let's get you inspired about your business and how you want to build it. And we're here to help you. This week, we're going to be sharing stories every single day of small product-based business owners just like you. These are our students who have created their version of success and built the businesses that they wanted. We truly believe there is a path to profit for each one of us. And that means for you too. It looks different for every single one of us. And every single one of us has our own way. We just do it together. We have lots of fun and we give you the right tools. So let's hear these stories from our students who have done it in their own way and who have had the support of the Product Boss community, tools, and education because we've done it together. We're excited to get you inspired too. So let's jump right in.
0: So Anika, welcome. And would you mind telling everyone, you know, your business and what you sell and just a little bit about you?
2: Sure. So my name is Anika. I live in Nashville. My business is called Hey Mavens. It's a line of handmade lingerie. It's produced all here in middle Tennessee by folks who work out of their own homes and studios. And I have a shop in East Nashville. So if you are local or you're visiting Nashville, please come see us. I'm at the shops at Porter East. We're open seven days a week. Um, I opened that store in March. So that's been a really exciting adventure. We sell Undies, lingerie, bras, lots of like accessories and fun stuff like that. I love it. So one of
1: my favorite things about Anika is that she's she's worked with us for quite some time, but we've really seen her develop her personification of her brand. Like when she talks about it right now and you're just thinking, oh, it's bras, undies, you know, lingerie, like that does not put it into scope whatsoever. Like you need to follow her on Instagram. You need to feel the, the, how she's really amplified her brand and how the, it feels like a personality. It feels like a human behind there. And it's just this wonderful, um, energy to be a part of. So it's just one of my favorite things about following her is just that you always know that you're going to get like this, just amazing, inspiring brand from her, you know, and she's grown that over time. So it wasn't something that was a light switch, but you could really see the movement happen. And so she'll start to tell her story. We'll kind of work our way into her questions, but it's just so inspiring. And I know all of you would just love how everything that she's done, you'll see the hard work and and the results of it. So I'm excited to share your story.
2: Thanks so much. What a huge compliment.
0: <laughs> okay, so let's rewind this all the way back for people. Now, you may have heard Annika on the podcast. Like I said, she's sort of famous around the product boss community. But I want to just kind of step back because Hey Mavens is, is in our opinion, very successful and growing very rapidly. And we'll kind of get mm-hmm. to your story. Like warp we- speed. <laughs> <laughs> she's, like, she's like, yeah, this is vodka in this cup. <laughs> and coffee. <laughs> um, but let's go back because I think what I'd love for people to like hear about a little bit is that you actually had another business mm-hmm. yeah. that didn't work out for you because this morning in Bosses and Breakfast, we talked a little bit about fear and competition and a lot fear of and, have... fear and comparison. Comparison. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, my brain is like, same, same. No, um, no, not uh, really. No. <laughs> same, but different. <laughs> same, same, Very, different now. Uh,
2: same very different.
0: Different. <laughs> I don't even remember what day it is. So, um, so one thing that a lot of people said is they have fear fear of success, but people also said they had fear of failure. So if we were to look at you right now, we would say that you're successful and perhaps you've even had fear of success from that. Mm -hmm. But let's talk about maybe failure or if you even consider failure from your entrepreneurial experience in the past.
2: Yeah, for sure. I've definitely had both of those and some of those like at the same time. Um, So my degree is in fashion design. I'm a fashion designer by trade. Um, My thesis collection was maternity clothing. Um, I basically did that because I wanted to get noticed for doing something different besides standard women's wear. So I put some bellies on models. And as soon as I graduated from college, I had sort of this scope of work that I um, started to market. And so I was selling maternity clothing, basically bespoke maternity clothing. And then my clients would have babies and then I would make baby clothing and then they wanted nursery decor and all this stuff. And it just kind of was like really jumbled and I was not enjoying it. And I couldn't, I was like 21 years old. I couldn't relate to the product, never had kids, didn't understand that, didn't understand my clients, just didn't like it. And um, I sort of put all of my eggs into this basket of I was gonna go to this market. Um, It was a couple hours outside of where I live. So I loaded up my car, I took all my stuff to the market. I had made all these goods and I stood in the market and I didn't sell a single thing. Like I watched everyone around me. Like I'm actually have chills talking about this right now because like the fear and shame of that moment like feels really real to me still because people around me were so successful as watching exchange of money and goods. And I was just standing there in my little booth. It like so weird, yeah, You're it's just, just known for your selling skills. And I yeah. feel like who was this person that
1: wasn't selling anything?
2: It's so different. <laughs> and so I basically loaded up my car. I, I cried myself so hard that I actually burst blood vessels in my eye sockets and I gave myself two black eyes, which I didn't know was a thing, but it's a thing. Um, I took every single thing from my business um, and I threw it in the dumpster behind my apartment. I threw away. Was it? Yeah, I was done. I was like, nope, I suck at business. Business is not for me. I'm not good at it. I'm never going to have a business. I clearly need to get a real job and forget about it. And so I quit. I quit. And like, for me looking back, quitting is cool. Quitting was the right choice for me in that moment. That was not for me, but about six weeks after throwing everything in the dumpster, I had a couple of things left. And um, I had elastic that I made baby head, headbands with, and I had lining for um, swimsuits. Um, I made a bra and I was like, I'm just gonna make this one bra. It's just for fun. I'll make it for a friend. And then people were like, do you want one? I want one. Can you send me one? And so about five years later, now I have Hey Mavens. That's the business I have now. And it just sort of snowballed. I was much more excited about the business. Um, A lot of things went right for me the first time, but the biggest takeaway for me was that I am good at business. It wasn't that I was fundamentally bad at business. I just, that one wasn't for me. And that i i was teachable like i could learn stuff that it wasn't i at the time i was doing everything alone like i was like i'll just figure it out i'll put up an etsy shop and and the, the sales will come you know i'll just put myself out there and that wasn't working for me because i was riding solo i didn't have i was just sort of like a boat adrift i didn't know what to do and i think when i decided to start my new business not only was i excited about being Uh, the owner of that specific business of making underwear. But then I really invested in myself and I decided I'm going to get as much education as I can get. I'm going to get as much community as I can get. And that really changed things. Like no brag, but big brag. I'm super successful. Oh, brag it up, girl. Like (laughs) clap it up because seriously,
1: you know, I, oh my gosh, so much to unpack. Um, Okay. (laughs) So I absolutely loved that your takeaway was that you are good at business because this is what I really see of you too. You're highly coachable. You're the biggest action taker I've ever seen. You, But not in a way that you're a taker. You're definitely such a giver. Like your heart is all out there. And that's why I was like this story, which I've never heard you say it in this way, but I thought, you know, she must have somehow innately not wanted to sell something because I can't even imagine that you were in that booth and wouldn't have been able to sell if you were truly passionate about being in that moment and selling. So, and then I think we've all been there. We've been at that breaking point where it's either you're at the tipping point of going one way or the other or the breaking point where you're just like, I've had enough. I know deep down in my bones, this is not right for me. And Mm -hmm. I'm so happy that you realized it wasn't, business, it was that particular business. So, right. I think what I mean, you just
2: said about the breaking or tipping. At the time, it, was, it felt like breaking, like, because I blew up my business, I threw it away. But I think it uh, wasn't actually, it was a tipping point. It was a, it was a pivot into a different type of business, but actually it was very similar. It's clothing, it's selling online. And I sort of took those skills, whichever ones I had and brought them to the new business and then added to it with time. So yeah, it felt like it was a breaking point. And I think that like, if you can't take it anymore, it is fine. It is fine if you don't wanna do it. Like you don't have to make yourself do anything for any reason. And I'm proud of myself for quitting. And I'm also proud of myself for dusting myself off and wiping my tears and getting back at it because it was the black eyes. Yeah. Just like, (laughs) yeah. Like my I looked a little beat up, but it was like, I think that that whole thing was totally worth it for me because it brought me to where I am now. Yeah. Incredible.
0: I mean, I think the creative part of you, right? Like and and maybe there is a little bit of that where Because obviously my friends, if you go to one show and it doesn't do well, it doesn't mean your business isn't working. So there was a lot of story up until that point that that was your, that was the last point for you, right?
2: Yeah. Things were already not going great and I wasn't enjoying it, but that was like, I sort of had told myself if. If this goes well, I'm in it still. And if it doesn't go well, like I'd already set myself up to be at a breaking point, sort of psychologically. And then I think that I also probably self sabotaged, like that I didn't make an effort to sell because I was already so done with it. So, yeah. Okay. So I think it was kind of both.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that when we we are talking about this this morning and you know, you get to a point of overwhelm and so you're probably standing in that booth and you're thinking, well, when you go into overwhelm, you either go into fear or comparison. That's kind of what the bosses and mm-hmm. purpose was of this morning. So you're standing yeah. there and you're kind of comparing where you are to other people, but you have no idea what their story is. You have right. no idea what their background is. And You have no idea like how many years they've been in business or if they're doing something they really like or if this is their eighth business or you know right. whatever it is. So I love that. That you got to this point because
2: you really had to go through that path in order to be in the path that you are now. Yes. You know? Yeah. I had to learn my, my lesson that way, kind of the hard way. But I think that like in retrospect, I didn't have to have all those tears and that pain. Like if I had had different kind of support or like even just like one friend who was in business too, that have been like, yeah, it gets rocky sometimes. Um, you know, that not every person has to throw their entire business in a dumpster to have success, but that, for me, that that was the way. Yeah, let's hope that's not the way. Yeah, right? <laughs> don't have to do that. Please don't do that. And like, if you're in a rocky place, like it's okay to take a break. It's okay to stop. But it's also okay to keep pushing. And that, like, you know, if I had just said I'm bad at business, that's it for me. I'm done. It's over. I'll just go get a real job. I would never have the business I have now. Yeah. So let's go. W-
1: tell us the time frame and where does your story go from there. So you sure. you started doing Hey Mavens with you know, the, the, basically the remnants of what you had of your other business, which is astounding. Like, that's just so cool that you built a business just from like
2: the scraps in a yeah, way, like, you literally know, whatever wasn't in the dumpster I made a bra from. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, um, I started that business in 20, I want to say, and so it was actually called Married and Bright at the time. I was also a wedding planner, and so I was making mostly bridal lingerie. um, But I rebranded in 2018 to Hey Mavens, which also opened up a big door for me in terms of like not being boxed into doing everything in like white and blush and Mm -hmm. very like frilly bridal stuff. That I'm doing what I really want to do now, which is like bright colors, colorful velvets, crazy prints. Um, So that rebrand really got my got my fire going and kind of like opened up like just it freed me to design what I really wanted to whatever I wanted to and that's sort of where things really started to pick up for me was like around that 2018 mark where I was like okay this is a real this is really happening but it wasn't until about 2020 it took me about two years after the rebrand where I actually started to see like real money that was actually supporting me that there was like a full-time income.
0: And I remember the beginning of it. I have chills actually thinking about this. You're like, is anyone going to buy lingerie? Like you no. were just, you were like, this is, this is done. You know, yeah. it, lingerie was just sort of, you know, I mean, you were like, you knew you had it, but I mean, if any of you go and look at her Instagram right now, she has what, 50, over 50,000 followers, yeah. <laughs> which is like what the last few months, she's really leaned into reels and she really grew from that. But you yeah. had a very solid, following and you've continued to grow a very solid following which is yeah
2: like I had I had just shy of 10,000 followers for a long long time and at the end of 2020 early 2021 I was like I'm getting over the 10k mark like I don't know what it what I have to do but I like I fought for that and then with reels I really saw like a, a nice large increase in followership so that was just such a windfall and was so gratifying
0: I know I'm trying to do more and it's really not growing right now for us. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And you really found your voice too. I think this
1: happens Mm -hmm. with makers a lot of times too, and artists, right? You're a fashion designer. Yeah. And so you really found your voice. So you went from doing maternity, which you weren't able to really showcase who you are. And then you went to married and bright, which is a version of you for you know, brides. And then you really stepped into Hey Mavens where it's like, you really got to be who you were. I mean, it really feels like who you are. It's, you know, all the things. And it really, you discovered your voice during that time too. And you really amplified it. I think that really helps because it really attracted the right people to you. And I mean, 2020 was just something else, but it was, can you talk a little bit about in it, your husband loses job, right?
2: Yes. So So. my my husband's a director cinematographer. He works in the film industry. His work is incredibly travel-based. He travels about four times a month for a couple of days at a time. He's usually here, there, and everywhere. Um, Usually between, we live in Nashville, LA, New York. He's everywhere. Basically, that the film industry shut down travel industry shut down he wasn't moving um and he um just wasn't working for a period of maybe about four months and i think that really lit me up because i was like oh i the burden's on me like we have a mortgage to pay like we're going through fertility treatments we have a dog that we take care of like (laughs) my dog's my baby so like we i have life responsibilities and like you know we were in an okay position we had savings and stuff but it really it really put into perspective that, you know, he's been the breadwinner, but now I have to be the breadwinner. And like, you know, this whole, like, let's figure it out and take it slow. I was like, no more taking it slow. Like rubber has to meet road now. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the summer of 2020 was really like, okay, like you got to get with it. And I got with it.
0: <laughs> so, okay. So let's actually, I, my like, yes, time timeline. I have no idea now. So when did you sign up for multi-stream machine? Which year? Okay.
2: Month? Yeah. So I signed up in May, but I didn't even start looking at it until June. I think that like that whole, like March, April, May was so paralyzing. I was like, I can't sell lingerie. It's a luxury good. No one needs this. Like everybody's hurting and whatever. So I didn't even like look at MSM because I was like, well, I'm, what am I going to do? Sell stuff? That's crazy. Um, <laughs>
0: <I> <laughs> so, so many people you didn't were like, even
2: start till May. Like, no, like so you know? I, whenever that was that launch was in May, I got it, but I don't think I even opened it till the end of May or June. Um, because I remember working through it in June, um, and my numbers for June were very average for what my my past had been. I made I think twenty five or twenty six hundred dollars in all of June. That was Before pretty average. You
0: jump to your results because they're yeah. really amazing. Before you do that, so. <laughs> So pre-MSM, pre-joining Moldation Machine, you were doing everything, cutting, sewing, or did you have
2: any sewers or... I I did every single thing myself, except for I had brought on my assistant, Reagan, at the end of 2019, like in December. So she was doing some packing and shipping, like maybe two days a week. But everything like $2,000 a month or something? Yeah, so. like maybe maybe three on like a good month was like, woohoo, $3,000. Um, And I believe in all of 2019, I did about $25,000 total. And I was proud of that. You know, I was yeah. like, that's, that's decent yeah. sales, 25K. I'm happy with that. But 2020, just like... If things kind of went down a little bit, especially in those early pandemic days, and then they started to ramp up. So, I believe in June when I was working on MSM and not actually like I hadn't implemented anything yet. So, that was about $2,600. And I actually just went through and looked at the modules. I think I did every, I implemented every single module except for Amazon, which I'm now thinking I'm going to do anyway. <laughs> um, I that module um, just to like kind of know. Um, And I was like, oh, my product's not right for Amazon. But now I think I do. I can find a product that's right for Amazon. Anyway, but I think I did every single module I went and just implemented as much as possible. And that's sales, everyone. This is her total revenue in.
1: Yeah, but you better believe that anybody we coach or anybody that we work with has profit built in because that's the first thing that we talk about in even multi-stream Machine is Mm -hmm. pricing. You have to work towards a profit. I actually
0: do you have that question for you. I don't think we've ever mm-hmm. asked you. So when you would say $2,000, $2,500, maybe $3,000 a month in, in sales, were you profitable? Do you? I know maybe you weren't yeah. tracking your
2: numbers as much then, but do you know where you were at? I, I have never gone into debt. So I know that I was never losing money because I didn't have money on credit cards or things like that. I was basically running a cash business, um, but I wasn't like paying myself or um, it was a lot of it was just kind of being cycled back into the business. But yeah, if I made like $3,000, there would be $15 Hundred dollars with which to put towards the next line or whatever. Okay. Um, there would be about fifty percent. Um, okay, things are, little, things are better now. Actually, like one of the modules is about pricing, and I raised my prices, so that mm-hmm. was that was a big thing. Um, yeah. I didn't even raise it that much, um, just enough to, to a few extra dollars. So yeah, um, I did, I think every single module and I took all of them, even though I didn't implement Amazon, but basically once I had implemented that July of 2020 was my biggest month ever, my goal was to make $10,000 and I did $11,600 in the month of July, having done about 2000 the month before. So amazing. Bravo.
0: I mean, I have chills. you telling the story again, um, because you took action. So some people are going to mm-hmm. be like, okay, well, that's amazing. You watched all the modules. That is really you... fast, by the way. I want everybody to yeah.
1: know that. Oh, but what did you do? You mm-hmm. are a dear.
0: But what did you do then? Because they're like, okay, there's a lot of people here that are in MSM that maybe... Have- yeah. what, maybe what modules
1: did you go to? Because I do remember that yeah. you hopped into website or was that right? Or...
2: I, can't remember I, did, I did. Yeah, mm-hmm. I actually like went through because I I was trying to figure this out. I was like, what worked? Like, why did that work so well for me? So I actually like looked into. I was in the modules just like bopping around today. I think actually one of the biggest ones was systems. I didn't really have a system before, and I, like look, I don't think I even really realized how much changed in that time. Like before. Before I did MSM, I was doing everything myself and I was doing it all made to order. So an order would come in and then I'd cut it out and I'd sew it up and I'd pack it and ship it out. And that was really slow and took a lot of time. And And I think the thing you were talking about earlier, Mina, of like the fear of success was that I would actually self-sabotage to not make sales because if I made a sale, I'd have to do work afterwards, which wasn't-
0: Anyone else feel that way? <laughs> self-sabotage? <laughs> like, oh, not an order, right? Yeah.
2: Oh man. And I think that's also a sign that like I was underpriced that every time I sold something, I was bummed instead of ex- And so that was a big one was um, I moved to a ready to ship model. So I was still doing everything myself, but I made a bunch of stuff and I had it sitting on the shelf. Um, and I also started working with the people that I have now, which I have a team of sewists. I have two people that cut for me. Um, I hadn't done that at that time, but I was working towards that of having, um, help having other people do stuff and making a system that was efficient, profitable, um, fun, like comfortable for me, not scary, not causing me to self-sabotage. So the systems was a big one of just being like, there's product on the shelf. If I sell it, it's I can just put it out the door, like ta-da, mm. systems. Um, so that okay. was a big one. Um, I think another one that was that was really helpful to me was the the sort of I forget what the module is called, but like um, influencers and working with other people to um, to like have more of a broad reach. I think that was a big one in terms of like my Instagram following. And having more eyes on my product, I I got I started working with a professional photographer to have photos taken professionally, and then I also started working with people where I would send them underwear, they would take pictures of it themselves, send it back to me, put it on their own channels, et cetera, and that was really helpful just to be able to reach other people's other people's audiences. So that was another big one, um, and I think the third largest one it was wholesale. Um, I got in as many wholesale platforms as possible, and for me it, it accounts for a somewhat minor part of my monthly income. I think I make about, if this is kind of funny, be like, I only make $2,000 <laughs> like if I had made $2,000 a month from wholesale, like a year and a half ago would have blown my dang mind. But what are you uh, making now per month? If that's only 2000, yeah, let's, just, I make let's a, just cut everyone through Where we are uh, $40,000 a month in revenue.
0: So $40,000. I'm going <laughs> to drop my mic over for everyone to yeah, hear this mic drop. It is.
2: So it crazy. doesn't even feel real to me. Like, I was literally telling another business owner friend, I was like, I can't believe this is my life. I can't believe this is real. Like, the fact that I am able to make all this money, I have, I support other people, I've created jobs in my local area. Like, it truly doesn't feel real to me. So, even being like, I make 40K, like, I it's like 40K a month. What? Feels, yeah. So that. I had made $25,000 in the entire year of 2019 and I basically doubled that I doubled that monthly making $40,000 a month. And so the the $2,000 that I get kind of dripped in from wholesale is almost I know this isn't the right term passive income cuz it's not passive. I still have to work for that and I still have to fill those orders and stuff, but those wholesale websites bring me traffic, bring me customers, make the sale for me and then I'm just like great, I'll pack it up whatever's on my shelf. So it was wholesale was a, it was a nice like addition to a healthy, well rounded. I mean, visit. it's like, you know, she, there was sprinkles on top of it's a cake. Co- coffee you know? money
0: right
1: there. <laughs>
2: coffee yeah, money exactly. A was whole like, lot of
1: coffee if it's two grand a month. Totally. i um, like, yeah. Can
0: wages or <laughs> yeah. some other
2: expense. So I'm just kidding. Yeah.
0: So I just want to re- 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 rewind for everyone as they're like, minds are blown right now. Okay. Yeah. So, yes. M- and, M- and everybody, 29- you're saying a
1: month? Yes. 40,000
0: a month. A so month. So let's just boop, boop, boop back up. 2019, we made twenty five thousand dollars making everything ourselves, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Remember, friends, before that she had a business. threw literally threw it all in the trash and started again. Okay, yep. so to the 2019 made twenty five thousand dollars. Up until June of 2020, you were making about two thousand dollars a month. So let's just say twelve thousand dollars by mid year last year mm-hmm. total. Okay. Yep. She's on a run rate right now. You ready, friends? To be a half a million dollar business, 480,000, which I know in the holidays you're going to go up So run rate like, means up from there. if she goes
1: on the same rate of the monthly rate that over the year, the annual, that's how much she'll gross for her business. So $25,000 mm-hmm. in
0: 2019. And this year she could be at a half a million dollars. So 25, Anyone is mind blown? see, 500. Are you, is your mind 20, blown 20, here, Anika? you're like here. <laughs> <"I can't laughs> these outside. Really, <laughs>
2: It's really weird so to hear out loud. Yeah. It just doesn't feel real because I think I also just doubted myself so much. Never thought I would make money, period. And so this number is just like, I can't.
1: So you 19 x your business. 19X. Oh. That's crazy yeah. if you stay on this run rate. But I do want to say um, the, one of the things that we really talk about is multiple streams of income. Yeah. And so uh, of revenue, right? So uh, what Anika did, and if we rewind a little bit more, so she went to June of 2020 and she was making 2,500, let's say 2,000 to 3,000. And then she had her first five figure month, which was at 11,600. This was again online when, and then you actually opened a retail store, right? So when did that happen?
2: Yeah, it's so funny because I was on your podcast in January of 2020 and like literally two weeks after that episode aired, I got the news that a shop space had opened up. Like in a way... 2021, excuse me. Yeah, yes. Okay, um, yeah, January yeah, 2021 yeah. of this year, this like this opportunity kind of fell out of the sky and it was in my ideal um, building. I really wanted to be in the shopping center. Um, so I opened in March and March actually was the first time I made $40,000 in a month <laughs> was after I opened my shop because there was another stream of income for me. Um, I wanted to open the shop for a lot of reasons. One of them was just to have an area to work outside of my house. And I was sort of like, if it doesn't make any money, it's fine. Like I'll, Will, all the online thing will work or whatever. Um, and it was really gratifying that basically in the first month of having my shop open, the shop revenue paid for a year's worth of rent. So <laughs> now the shop feels free to me. because <laughs> what, what my, know, my husband like would be year. like, I, I hate that math, you know, like- <laughs>
1: Yeah. But that's like, like his
0: husband. He also <laughs> hates that kind of
1: math. And That actually is not <laughs> the right math right there, but it's not free, <laughs> but you really <laughs> leverage th- what you had during that time and you multiplied it. Right. So, yeah. so smart. And it's so amazing. actually, when did you join the mastermind?
2: So I want to go back. So hmm. that actually, that must've been Q3, I want to say of 2020, 2020. because I had made that $11,000 month that, that my first, um, five figure month. And I was like, okay, now I have money that I can actually join a mastermind with. I have money to play with in my business. And I was also sort of thinking like, well, I want this to happen again. And like, I don't, I'm not sure how to reproduce this and I need more support and I need community about it. And so I'm pretty sure that right after I had that month, I was like, yes, let's do it.
0: Yeah. I think, yeah, I think it was a fall right. Like we were doing something in the fall. And then I mean, I'm and I know like you work with us a lot closer. And this is what we hope for so many of our multi-stream machine students that like you get to this revenue. We're looking for people closer to a hundred thousand dollars or more. So there's quarter of a million dollars, half million, multi-million in there. So if that's you and your interest in the mastermind, you could drop mastermind in the comments and we can contact you. But I knew at that point we were like, we wanted to get you to 100,000, which was $8,333. Yeah. I also a month. wanted
1: to hire more people because even during that time, remember, you had one person, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now you have seven? 13. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that was underestimation. Anika. yeah, which uh, the <laughs> reason why I want to bring this all up is because the journey happens really f- her, happened really fast for Annika. So don't compare to her journey. Yeah. But the thing that she did really well, she took action really fast. She implemented the heck out of it. Remember her husband was not working and she also kept reinvesting. So during this time, there's really big decisions and really bold moves that she made. So one of them, was that she invested in multi-stream machine. She used it. She made as much money as she could. Then yeah. what happened was that she was like, now I have 11,600. I'm going to join the mastermind, you know? And yeah. so she applied for the mastermind. We let her in, of course. And and then she started making bigger decisions. Then she starts hiring people and hiring people that typically wouldn't be able to be sewists, right? These are fine artists and, and, mm-hmm. and people like that that are local to you yeah. um, that, might not get to be in the creative arts. So right. she did that. And then not only that now, you've opened the uh, January of the following year. So 2021, not even, hasn't even been a year yet. Money. it hasn't even been a year sure. yet. It hasn't even been a year yet. She yeah, invested in a storefront and took her production. I think it was split during that time. Yeah, And then she worked on her superpower, which is, with social, her brand voice, all of that. And she brought that into the store because the store has its own, remember that's a different revenue stream. Yeah. And
2: then even after that, so tell them where you are now. Okay, so <laughs> this morning, I signed a lease for a warehouse space. Yay! Yay. <laughs> so I we're mean, growing again. Incredible. So yeah. again, I
1: wanted to show all this, but during this whole time, Annika has controlled the foot pedal, the lever, whatever you want to mm-hmm. call it. Yeah. She, Sometimes we're like, Anika, take your foot off
0: the gas pedal. <laughs> <laughs> so like, like, it. We're like pulling the emergency
1: brake for her. <laughs> yeah, We like to talk out the decisions, but you know, yeah. like, and then we weigh that out. I mean, it, it, it's, it's so mm-hmm. you don't have to make a decision alone. Yeah. But, you know, it's just incredible because you have this fear of success. But a mm-hmm. lot of, a lot of it probably was that it didn't feel right for you at that time, yeah. in that season of life in that business. But now it feels very right. Like, do, you know, you
2: said you can't believe this is your life. You know, does really? it feel
1: really aligned to you?
2: Yeah, it's, it's so wild. Like I, what you said about doing, doing the stuff that I'm good at and what I enjoy, like I don't sew anymore. I don't cut anymore. I don't how have. How much do I you don't... make,
0: Anika? Like as a, make, as a handmade business, how much are you making? I am,
2: my revenue is 40K a month. No, 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 but what are you (laughs) physically making? Zero (laughs) items have I made with these hands in the last... 6 months sort of Do you uh, yeah. You feel like you're still aligned with being like a handmade business. 100%. Um because like what you were saying my the people that I work with they a lot of them like especially during quarantine lost their jobs. They were working with other with other manufacturers and they could work from home. So like my goods are still handmade, they're made in America by two hands at a sewing machine. Um but they're not my two hands, but it is my my ideas, my designs, my thoughts, my process. Um so I feel very proud to have you know, created this and to create these and manufacture these products locally with the help and support of my team. But I don't have to sit. I still have my, my sewing machine like literally has dust on it right now. You wouldn't <laughs> be
1: able to do this type of scaling if it was at your own two hands. No. And, and let me ask you another question. How many people have come into your store and said, has Annika made this? lingerie with her own two
2: hands yeah and demanded that you make it is like if i'm in there they'll say oh do you make this and i say well i used to but now i work with hand i work with artisans and they make it out of their own homes and studios and that- every time they're like oh that is so cool they're never like oh never mind i don't like it anymore like not not your own two hands Forget right it. <laughs> it is not consequential to my customer that these two hands made it but they they enjoy that it is a product that is locally made because we are a local store but they do not care if these two hands made it or not. And I am able to put energy into marketing it where I would have felt so scared to market something because the second I put energy into advertising promotions, then the burden would fall back to me, I'd have to make it. And then I would be all hung up on that. So now I'm able to push, 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 sell as much as I want to because whatever's on the shelf is already made, it's available and it's a gorgeous piece that somebody lovingly put effort into but it wasn't exactly me. And right. you don't cringe when you get an order being
1: yeah. like, oh my gosh, no, need like,
2: no, no, I have to make something. I <laughs> didn't no, even you mention
1: can... this either. Another thing that Annika has done is that, okay, not only has she has that storefront and she's employed people that lost their jobs during COVID. She also did a Mart. Um, what do you call those Marts? The oh, weekend is
2: at our shopping center, yeah, your shopping uh, yeah. center. We have, um, yeah, we have, obviously I don't know. Yeah, it's um, it's we call it First Sunday Market, where basically we have local uh, food vendors, artisans, business owners, craftspeople, um, entertainers. They come and they pop up in our parking lot. We have a bunch of tents every first Sunday, and it's really fun stimulating because, the economy.
1: Yeah, oh my so, gosh,
2: yeah. so <laughs> yeah, if you're in Nashville and you want to sell stuff in our parking lot, just to send me a DM. Um, we especially like even bonnaroo was canceled huge music festival here in tennessee it was canceled because of weather and we basically put out a call we said if you were a vendor who were you were going to sell your food your handmade goods and you are here in tennessee whether you're a local or not let us know if you want to come pop up in our parking lot you have a lot of goods and money tied up in your booth that you can no longer sell at come sell in our parking lot try and recoup some of those costs um because i, I can only imagine the stress of that Of you've made all this stuff and that sort of opportunity for money went away. And so all the business owners in, the, in our shopping center, we were like, we all relate to that. And we want to, um, yeah, stimulate our local economy, help other small business owners either get their businesses going, keep them going, and get beautiful, awesome goods into the hands of people that are in our neighborhood too.
0: Hey, Product Boss. We all know that building a product-based business isn't easy, is it? But here's the truth. It doesn't have to be so hard. In fact,
1: when you have the right systems and support in place, you can skyrocket your sales and finally create the product business that fits your life and lifestyle. That's why we're so excited to announce that MultiStream Machine is officially
0: open for enrollment for a limited time. We've taken our 20 years of experience in building product-based businesses, including our own, which have generated millions and created a completely turnkey system to help you scale your business and create the revenue you've dreamed of.
1: If you're a product-based business owner who is ready to build a sustainable and thriving business that can support itself and pay you the salary you dream of.
0: Or get more customers to easily find you and buy from you without spinning your wheels while stuck on social media and spending money on paid ads. Have a clear
1: roadmap that shows you exactly how to create a plan and sell more so you can stop guessing and start knowing.
0: Then you're going to want to head to multistreammachine.com and check it out.
1: You can go through the course at your own pace. Your satisfaction is guaranteed. And our thousands of alumni can tell you there's no other course for product-based businesses like it.
0: So friends, we'll see you in there. Here's my question, okay? And this is actually for people listening because it's really incredible to hear your story. And even when we hear your story again, it's really incredible, right? Yeah, we're like this. (laughs) (laughs) Just like, wow, you did that? (laughs)
2: I can't believe I did that
0: either. (laughs) But hearing it and hearing these jumps so fast. And again, this morning we talked about people, we told them like they can pick their path to profit. They could put, you know, however fast or slow they want to go. Some people said, I need to get my feet off the brakes of their business. Other people said, I'm the bottleneck. I need more hands. So can we just jump back into the mindset of it? Because when you made, you went from $2,500 to 11,600 by implementing, you know, some of the stuff from systems so inventory, getting better photos, your pricing, you jumped into some wholesale, you, um, the inventory part was huge, probably because you mm-hmm. could batch work, get stuff on the shelves and then right. be able to sell it. I know yeah. we also worked on like pricing and sourcing of goods, right? To scale yes. your handmade business. Yeah. So when you first started hiring out, because that's, a, that I think is a very big leap for people. now you moved so quickly, but that is a huge fear. They're afraid to hire, that they won't be able to afford to hire. They won't be able to sustain it or the company will grow too big. I mean, you've now told us recently, you're like, I'm trying to work as little as possible and make yeah, as much I wanna, money. Like,
2: Quit my job, never work again. Um, <laughs> not quite, but you I get to do clearly, the things you love, right? Yeah, so, everyone that people get really fun. overwhelmed. Yeah. Yeah. For me, like, I was at a, a handmade conference uh, in some point, maybe 2016 or 2017, and somebody had suggested to me that I hire help and have somebody sew for me. And I cried. I instantly started crying because I was like, no, like, I can't relinquish the control. Like, what if they mess it up or it's it's not from me? It's gonna cost me so much money. And I just I'm not comfortable. I just started crying because it made me so uncomfortable to think of p- placing my baby, my business in someone else's hands. Like it, it disgusted me. But when I did it, like I basically instantly started seeing the result because I had goods on the shelf finally. Like I didn't have to wait for an order to come for me to make goods. The goods were sitting there. It was like, it was like printing money is what it felt like. Like I could, I stuff was being made. I didn't have to be the one making it. And somebody was producing it and I was basically printing money and then just waiting for, it was like having a bank of inventory rather than a bank of money that I could convert into, into money. Um, which then in turn, of course, like made me want to market what I actually had. So i I'm like, Oh, there's stuff sitting on the shelf. Let's try and sell it. But I, I totally relate to that fear of I don't want to work with other people, and I I just happened to find happened to find I was lucky to find the people that I work with. Um, I have somebody who has been working with me for I think close to a year now. She was one of my very first hires, and she is still with me. And I'm really I'm very comfortable with her. I'm we're very close, and I trust her implicitly. That um I have provided the right sort of resources and training to all the people that I cut that come on board with me. Um, I don't just hand them something and say go go figure it out. We have a really good support system with we have a slack channel where people can communicate with each other and lots of video trainings and written instructions and so it wasn't like handing my baby over to somebody and saying here you handle it um they kind of came alongside me and with my instruction and their support we collaborated to make the products work really well and so it Yes, it was scary. It was a leap, but I 100% know if I hadn't hired help in manufacturing, I would not be making the revenue I am today. There's just a 0% chance that I could ever produce the amount of goods that 13 people produce. Yeah, I mean, right. you'd
1: have to um you wouldn't be able to stay handmade. So yeah. if you want to scale, there has to be something that you scale. So it's either production or, yep. you know, and staying handmade. Otherwise, you you scale the pricing, which means small batch, but you scale, you know, yeah. if you have a social following, then you could probably sell a whole, like a higher price. You scale that. And so that's what some people do is that they stay really, really yeah. small. They do it themselves. And they, as artists, they raise their prices really, really high. But it's still a cap. Still a cap, right? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. um, you have to find There's your audience. so many hours in the day. Yeah, so many hours in the day. You can only make so many things, you know, I guess the price could go up, but it's, you know, it's still a thousand
0: dollars for bra. <laughs> I mean,
1: You're not hitting this yeah, value. Right. Unless it's like Victoria's Secret bra. I don't know how much they're willing to pay for it. You know, like the diamond studded ones. So I'm not sure if we lost her. She's oh yeah. Old. I think, yeah. Her internet may have gone out.
0: Um, I'm going to remove her from the stream okay. and see if she comes back. Okay. But, um, but in talking about this, oh, there you are. Okay. I'm going to bring you back. Okay. Oh no what happened?
2: I'm here. Hi. Yeah. Hi. Hi. I don't know what happened. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: No, I was just talking about how, yeah, you have to scale there the price, but gap. you wouldn't have that many hours. Yeah. But I yeah. mean, you've done it in such an amazing way. You've grown so much that you've created an impact. I mean, you've created an impact with your economy. Yeah. You've created an impact with the people that work with you, the w- people that even come to your local, you know, that local market, for example,
0: it's just that it's yeah. Women who. That that, like, huh? the body, the body, um, uh, inclusivity to the mm-hmm. sizing yeah. that you do. I do want to say here's one thing I just want to say to people because they're like, oh, she's in Nashville. Like, we're all going to come up with reasons why maybe Anika was more successful than all of you, but Anika was a completely handmade business and she, her, she made all her money without a retail shop in Nashville. She yeah, leaned yeah. into her website. She improved her photos. She made sure she was pricing correctly. She implemented really like one new sales platform, which kind of left her forward quite quickly. And she just kept going and then she adapted as it went. Right. So, so she hired when she needed to hire and they're all subcontractors. Right? I think you only have, yeah.
2: like I, I only have three people on payroll and they, the reason why they are is because they work in the shop as a shop salesperson. Right. So So
0: everybody's able contracted, yeah, yeah. So she's able to give them work and take work. They work in their own time, like they turn in what they turn in the goods of what she asks them to do. And so there's these uh, there's alternative ways to run your businesses in ways that maybe all of you can't fathom yet, right? And we we've worked with very like you know since we've worked with Anika for over a year now. A couple, I feel like we're like going on to. A year and a, Ten a half years now.
1: <laughs> it was literally 2020. <laughs> and then into, yeah.
0: But we, you know, we have other people in, in the community and stuff that have this fear of letting something go or, or hiring out or letting someone take a portion of their production to their house, for example, to finish or do something, right? But Anika yeah. was able to kind of release that because she's like, she knew that she, what her superpower is, is the creat- creativity and design the sales part. And from a sales perspective, she can hire other salespeople. She has people in her shop selling for her, but it's... And Annika decided to step forward as her face. Now we have other stories of people that are successful that they don't necessarily want to be the face. This is something that Annika did and it works really well for her and her personality. Right? Yeah. Go ahead.
2: I Yeah. I just feel like uh, the last 18 months, two years have been Wild and everything has been going great, and it's been like gangbusters. But like, I've been I've been in business for about ten years, like in one way or another. I've had businesses; some were good, some failed, etc. So I feel like some were literally thrown in the dumpster.
1: Some were literally (laughs) those dumpster divers
2: are probably selling those goods right now. They're like, I can make maternity wear now, (laughs) right? Like you guys got lucky, but so (laughs) I think like the, I feel like I maybe heard this phrase from you all, but that um, if you want to go fast, go by yourself. And if you want to go far, go together. That really resonates with my story because I went hot and heavy with my other business. Um, I went as hard as I could by myself and I burned out. Like I just went down in a flame of glory, gave myself two black eyes, almost crashed my car driving because I was crying so much and threw everything in a dumpster. I didn't have to do that. Like I could have, got community and partnership and help and support and lessons and all that stuff. But I didn't. But once I I did immerse myself in courses, masterminds, teachings, community, things changed for me. And I, you know, you can't say this was the one thing or this was the one thing. I think it was so many things that came together for me, but I just don't want to give the impression that like, oh, you know, I just, the flick of a switch. Like I actually did the work. I did, I went into the modules. I, I took the lessons and I, I'm a doer. So I can go from idea to done in like 24 hours. That's me. I'm highly motivated. And I'm very excited about the business that I have, but, but you have to do the work too. Yeah. You know, we
1: talked a little bit about Dash earlier. May it rest in peace. That was a program that we ran for three months. Yeah. It was a program that we ran that kind of went into the dumpster as well. We didn't give each other black eyes, but you know, we could have, it was one that didn't feel aligned with our business. And that was how Annika first came into our sphere. And I remember during that time, because it was during that time where we weren't sure you weren't sure. And then we went into 2020, which was the pandemic and nobody was sure. Everything was uncertain. Yeah. But as your story progressed, and this is a lot of the reason why people do buy multi-stream machine too, is because they need confidence. Yeah. So just the confidence of knowing, oh my gosh, I I don't have to figure this out on my own. Like you, the, Here's what I do. And this is how other people have figured it out. Oh, my pricing is not completely off. Or, oh, I can build inventory, like that's a thing. Or shipping can be done like this. I had no idea. Or, you know, any of those things where it kind of builds a little bit of confidence. And with you, you just took it and really, um, what was it? 19X tip. Yeah. Yeah. 19X tip because, you know, it was, Knowing like, even when Jacqueline was like, well, how much are you, well, how much do you make in your business? And this makes me so proud too. Cause you were like, I make $40,000, like, but be in the beginning, you <laughs> did not go naturally to numbers. Yeah. It was something like, you know, people kind of need to get comfortable with like saying those things or being like, okay, now I have control of it. And it feels like this is a tool that I'm using. And you usually took that tool money and would reinvest it. Right. So I want you all to kind of think about that, right. There is a confidence that needs to be built as you're I know people think of it as failing, but it's not. You learn a little bit more, whether it be through like courses or masterminds or even through failure, right? Even through lo- businesses that you no longer do. So, I mean, and then you just take it and and then some people dust themselves off and they're like, now I know, now I know, you know? Yeah. And other
2: people might, it might stop them, you know? Yeah, I just saw a question here. Um, Laura was asking if I had email marketing. That's a module in there that I also utilized, um, even automated marketing. Um, email, um, system that you share. And I did that. So I was like an amazing welcome sequence. (laughs) I I do not enjoy sending emails on a weekly basis. I kind of know I'm lazy enough that that's not going to happen. I'm interested in doing other things with my time. Actually, I'm going to make Reagan start to do the emails weekly, but I decided if I set up a 25 uh, week email sequence, like that's six months, that's more than six months that like these emails can just go out. I took that, lifted it right out of MSM plugged my information into it. And now that rolls out and my welcome sequence makes money for me. And it's just, it's every time someone signs up, they're in the pipeline. So, um, yeah, I, I had email before, but I would, you know, on Friday be like, oh, I didn't send an email this week. Um, sale uh, I have buy this thing. Like I didn't know what to say. And I don't think I ever even knew if I made money from my email because it wasn't properly set up. So like there's a whole other story, but yeah, I had email, but it wasn't working for me. Yeah.
0: So, I just want to. People are asking about multi stream machine. So, the doors are going to open next Friday. Um, It's the last time in 2021. We don't know. It'll probably be the spring of 2022, which, yeah, God even knows what year that is, right? 10 years from now. (laughs) (laughs) So much good change. (laughs) Um, But that's so the doors are opening next Friday. Now, any of you that are wanting to sign up for multi stream machine, you can say MSM in the chat. The team will um, note it. We're giving the first 100 that sign up an extra bonus. There are all new bonuses this year which one of them is actually helping you build your email list cuz that is something that people we teach you the emails to send but a lot of people are like but I don't even know how to build my email list. So that's one of the things there's another other surprises that you're all here next week. Um so let us know if you're interested there's the first 100 that will get that access and then people are asking the price. So we'll share the price. I know some of you are going to be like, oh, cause you don't know what's inside, but what I want to do is just kind of reframe for you. Okay. Just two people, two examples that we had last night and tonight, and we have more this week. So Stacy, who made $500 in 2020. Because making... she start...
1: <laughs> I want to say she, she started, started in September, 2020. Yeah. So that's why.
0: Okay. But she only sold to friends and family. She crochets these cute little stuffies Um, They're all wool sourced in Canada. She made five hundred dollars selling to friends and family. She missed MSM back then in twenty twenty. She signed up in May of twenty twenty one, and she when she implemented her first thing, she made three thousand dollars on selling her stuffies. Right, Annika? Amazing. Ninety days. (laughs) Wholesale store and Hallmark once her local Hallmark once are in the store. I know, right? And she used the. Wholesale module for that. Um, She used the in-person module for getting in, doing these markets because people weren't coming to her website. Mm -hmm. Um, Pricing, she looked at, yeah. right? But she's still a total handmade business. And her, ch- um, and she learned from us about the bestseller. So she really
2: oh, streamlined
1: yeah. her system. So even with you, I remember we worked with your pricing on your bestsellers because that's how we figured out, okay, this is how you can scale. Yeah. So all of that put together of knowing, okay, when you use multi-stream machine, I'm going to use, you know, knowing what Jacqueline Mina teach about bestsellers, which was for free, you know and um, with the challenge. And then um, and then we taught that in the workshops, this past round. So if anybody was in those workshops, that was what we taught. And um,
0: so she made $3,000. So 500 to 3,000. Okay, Jacqueline. Okay, so she did that. And that was, and because we were asking her, how long did it take to make back her investment? And she made it within, after, you know, again, people aren't like superheroes that can watch everything in like minutes and implement. So from signing up for a multi stream machine, Going through the modules and implementing within ten weeks, she made her money back. Okay, wow. right. So yeah. then, and then Annika, let's just reverse to Annika's story. Um, she signed up in May of 2020. She went through some of the modules in June of 2020. She was making twenty five hundred dollars in June. In July, she made eleven thousand six hundred dollars. July of 2020. It is August. No, no, it's September now. September of 2021. She's now making. <laughs> a month. Okay, so let's just go from $2,500 about a year ago, $11,600 to $40,000 a month. And yes, my friend, she is profitable. Like so much so that we're talking about her buying a new car and, you know, should she pay in cash, that kind of thing?
2: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Which is crazy, right? Right? Yeah. It's real, it's happening. I mean, that car is free. Buying your (laughs) math. free car. (laughs)
0: Tell her husband. (laughs) It's basically free. I made that last month. (laughs) Um, so, so, and both of them have picked a different path, right? Both of them have done it in a different way. Um, and they both picked a different path, but Stacy had a, it's only been three months since Stacy signed up and it's been, you know, about a year since a little over a year that Annika signed up. So to, so all of you, okay. If I told you all that you could make $3,000 three thousand dollars within 10 weeks when you had made five hundred dollars an entire year or if I told you that you could go from twenty five hundred dollars to eleven thousand six hundred dollars in a month by implementing something what would that be worth to you what would that be worth to jump like that without breaking Stacy hasn't broken Annika hasn't broken all the other stories are gonna share they're not they're not overwhelmed and like and when Annika was overwhelmed yeah. with her other business by herself crying so much she gave herself black eyes like Not happening, my friends. Other people are sewing for her right now. But remember when I was reading that one excerpt from that book that
1: said that um, education is the master multiplier, Mm -hmm. meaning that, or learning, it was learning. Learning is a master multiplier, meaning that when you get something and you put your money towards learning, that it's a dollar you get to spend over and over because you always gain something back. And I believe that to my core, you know? And I, Mm -hmm. I believe that, that's oh, for a lot of entrepreneurs, you know? So well, how much is it worth to you? Well, I mean, it's a dollar you get to spend over and over. Multi-stream machine, you get lifetime access. I would say it pretty much is, you know, like compounded a whole lot of money, you know, that it's worth. So
0: let's just say from, Ju- from June of you implementing, if I put you at like a $15,000 a month average, because I know you've gone up since then. So let's just average if yeah. she went from $2,500 in June. Now July, she's 11600 We know she mm-hmm. scaled her business. Yeah, six, but six. between July and December after Mm multi-shoe machine, that means she would have grossed at least $90,000. Okay. Over the course of that six months. Okay. So for $90,000, would you guys pay about $1,500? Would that be worth it if we said for $1,500 of an investment? I don't know about you, but that is some good math right there.
1: It's not free. That's for sure. But But like, you know,
0: even Stacy, $1,500 yeah. and here's $3,000 back. What would yeah. you all do if that was the math? So that's the price. It's 1497 It's a one-time payment. You get a gazillion bonuses. <laughs> I'm <It's> not
1: joking. <laughs> so many. New ones too, which if you're in multi stream machine, you get that email list growth one too, if everybody's wondering.
0: But what if you don't have the money? Okay, my friend, that is exactly why we actually shifted it from the last time we had payment plans to this time. And we're introducing it this time, but there's a 12 month payment plan of $158 a month. Is that what we moved it to? Yep. Yeah. It's $158 a month. So let's say you sign up next week for $158. You don't have to pay the next $158 for the month after. So let's just say you do what what Annika did you pick up the payment plan and you do $158 and then a month later you've doubled tripled quadrupled what you were making you can afford that $158 yeah. you'll Not probably that, you might be investing some production but
1: even <laughs> even if we slow it down a little bit to Stacy's example because I remember Stacy on her interview yesterday was like it went slower than i thought remember we went through summer slump all of us the mm-hmm. whole world did because yeah. the whole world opened up but she was like i thought i was going to make it back really quickly but i ended up and she's like, I actually ended up making it back in 10 weeks, right? So in it's because that trap that we all talked about this morning, um, fear and comparison. So the comparison of, okay, 10, I, you know, she didn't know it was going to be 10 weeks, but she was thinking, oh, sh- I should have, Annika paid this off in, I don't know, six hours. <laughs> but you know, like you you compare the journeys, but everybody has their own path to profit, right? So it's a matter mm-hmm. of, you know, just bringing that back. But either way, it's a win-win scenario, you know, like yeah. for the value that you get and, you know, just like the edu- the learning and the education and using that dollar over and over, that's the difference between costs and and, cost and investing. That's the switch yeah. that has to happen in everybody's mind is that it doesn't cost you $1,500. You're investing 1500 And then what do you get, you know?
2: Right. Do you guys also, get comments right Instagram that are the spam comments that are like, I gave Sandy two dollars and I got fifty dollars back or whatever. That's this, but it's real. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't get that message. Yeah, because I probably delete them and block oh, those people. Yeah, like spam. Like this is the latest spam Instagram thing where it's usually like big figures where it's like, would you give me five thousand dollars to get thirty five thousand back? And it's like they're just gonna take your five grand and run. That's not what happens here. This is real. This is an yeah. investment. Put your, is it your from a Nigerian in. prince? It's basically that, but it's yeah. like it's trying to get you to work with some investment banker BS. It's not real, but this is actually real because if you if you put your money and investment in here and you put your time and your efforts, you actually do get money out and. I'm seeing it like month over month getting better. Like, it's not like, oh, I just got my money back. Great, I'm done. It's compounding and it's getting stronger. And I still reference MSM. I still go in there when the updates are up. I still go in there and I can look at the new things. I can get refreshers. I was talking at the top of this about how I didn't, I watched the Amazon module, but I didn't use it because I didn't think it was a good fit. Now, I think there actually is a way to make Amazon be a good fit for me. Not for maybe every single product that I offer, but maybe my best sellers or things that are... um, This is a good hot seat. Yeah, uh-huh. highly manufacturable um, Capra. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I'm thinking like maybe I that is something that I can return to you know MSM and look through and decide and help me make decisions about what I want to do. Um, so even though I didn't use every single module, it, it's not like oh I didn't I don't need that I'm not going to use it because I may use it.
0: Right. A year later, you've been able to scale your business and now a new platform is making sense to you. And Mina and I constantly update it. This is another savings part, which we used to talk about back. This is more about the mastermind, but we helped her scale her bestseller, which is her cat bra. It's her cat bra and she's got a cat one piece, right? Which has these really cute cats over the chest, like what are those cats called? A cat, um, it's like an
1: applique, applique. I was like, I was like, it's not ensemble, but something like that. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs>
2: like, not in fashion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so she was. How are you getting them made before? Um, I basically worked with this little lady in Olympia, Washington that I would order on Etsy and she would make them like one by one. (laughs) And how much were you paying? Cause you had two on each. Yes. So I think it was actually $18 total. I went back and looked at it recently. So it was $9 each cat. So I think it was actually $18 total, not nine for both. Um, she, she disappeared in, I don't actually know what happened to her. This woman became no longer available to me. I think she possibly passed away, which is really sad. Um, for every reason. And also because I was not, I didn't have access to my expensive cats anymore. Which were your
0: best sellers, which you had realized like, this is what sells all the time. So you were working with us in one of our like, you know, this is the mastermind conversation, but just to kind of share this yeah. part, because it's also like, so we were helping you with sourcing because remember friends, this is scaling. So she has a handmade business and there are parts of her business that she outsources and she was hand making these embroidery embroidered cats. So mm-hmm. we talked about scaling your handmade. This is your bestseller. How do you scale it? So you went and sourced these cats mm-hmm. the way we were teaching you. And then, and then how much money did you spend on these cats?
2: Yeah. So I now get them. They're a mirrored pair. So I get two and I pay 25 cents for both of them. <laughs> so it's like 12 cents a piece or whatever. you were like,
0: how much money did
1: save you save They're basically
0: free. Now this is an example
2: yeah. of basically free. Okay.
0: It was like 8,000. <laughs> like we, You were like, you saved me $8,000. Yeah. For the like
2: volume that. that I needed and the volume I ended up buying through this um, manufacturer, um, I saved $8,000, which I couldn't have put up even the $8,000 to get the amount that I wanted, um, originally, but then I bought like hundreds of them and I would have paid like $9,000, but instead I just paid a thousand and got yeah. like billions. And I haven't even had to place a reorder yet. It's my bestseller and I still have plenty of cats. So yeah. Great. Oh my gosh. Amazing. So you will like never tweaks, run out of cats. Right. So this is yeah. why she can keep scaling. Little her tweak, business. It, that's an
1: $8,000 tweak in one run. So,
0: yeah. Right. You know, one crazy. tip. Yeah. yeah. She's like, yeah. Like, this tip actually paid for her mastermind at that point. So, yeah, like, <laughs> so, and I say that because, and listen, we get the privilege to work with, you know, our masterminds are very exclusive. Um, they're application only. We get this ability though to work th- with these incredible entrepreneurs. And that's what we hope so many of you start to see that revenue and you grow your revenue. And when you're at around $100,000 or more, please come to us if this sounds like something you want. But this is the stuff where Mina and I really get jazzed because we get to yeah. intimately work with business owners like Anika, and see them also collaborate and support each other. But yeah. before that, when you're in multition machine and I know we have MSM students here watching right now, they keep talking about the community. Yeah. Monica's in there. I wanted to bring that up too. Brooke is in there. Like like Maureen, like you yeah. they they're also still supporting you all along the way too. It's just an incredible community.
1: Because this is now we're talking about intangible costs or intangible benefits, right? So one of the biggest intangible benefits is that you're not doing it alone. So there, you know, it helps with mindset. It helps with motivation. It helps with a million different things, right? And in the community, we call it crowdsourcing knowledge, where if you have a question, you can put it into the community and it's a very generous community. They are so encouraging. They're so helpful. They're they're amazing. I mean, they're showing up for us right now, right? So yeah. it's a community that shows up for each other. Jack and I are immensely proud of that community because we cultivate it in a certain way. It's the one that we're super proud of compared to our freebie one that it seems like we're, you know, the culture in there is different than the one in um, Multi-Stream Machine that we really, really are, you know, there's just amazing people in there. And so really think about the intangible benefits of that. You know, there's people that you can become friends with. Like imagine becoming friends with people that have product businesses and work or working through the same program as you or that are just like there, they get it, right? They understand like if you... They celebrate with you if you found a new supplier. They are, you know, there to commiserate with when UPS is super slow during the, the, yeah. this holiday. You know, all of that. So that's the intangible stuff that you can put. Even a, even the value of that would be in itself enough totally. to pay itself back in dividends.
2: Like, would you pay 1500 bucks for like a new best friend? Because you're going to get like a bunch of them. So. Oh, yeah, I would. <laughs> so I bought Mina. She was way more well. expensive though.
1: I don't get out of bed for (laughs) $1,500. not now
0: she does it. She's real high maintenance. Um, But would you, and Teresa, I know you're on the fence about this and your husband and Stacey last night, like we called Dakota, her husband's name. Yeah, it's a tax write-off, don't forget. But $158, okay, so $158. If you took that $158 and you made $300 the next month, would that $158 be worth it? right? And then you made, let's just go to 450 the next month. Let's go to 500. Let's not leap you very far. Let's just double your investment every month. If you're all, if you're afraid of the growth, I mean, $158, there are things in our life that we can stop paying for like coffee for example, I know, I know, I know. Nobody like abandoned ship on me, They're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> no. But I'm just saying that you know, I want you all to just think about where your money goes and what you're going to invest in. And again, that's what I mean. And I we used to only have a four month plan and our pay in full plan. We mm-hmm. changed it to twelve months because there are so many of you that we want to help. Yeah, and we know that this um that no matter how low we think we're going, it still feels a lot to you, right? Yeah, and we want you to grow. So 158 bucks to get $300. That's the minimum you're going to get. You're going to find $158 in your business once you do our first module.
2: Yeah. Well, you and know. you get the whole thing right away. It's not yeah. like you only get 10% of the thing or and it's whatever. Not out. You get the yeah. whole thing. And so you can whip through the program, implement as much as possible. You're going to get all of that right away, right?
1: Yeah, and you get access to all of it
0: immediately, forever. (laughs) And you get access to the Facebook community. But that's
2: crazy. You get value already. All these other
0: courses you take they drip it out per module. So it's like module week one, module one. And then you have to wait till week two, module two. Well, Mina and I knew you all had like multiple paths to profit. The examples are in these evenings with us. And mm-hmm. so what we wanted to do exactly like what Anika did, she, we all recommend you go through systems first, because that is, is the foundation of you all mm-hmm. being able to shift and change your business. So let's say you go through module two, which is pricing, inventory, shipping, and photos. You take what you want from there, but we actually walk you through this. So there's in the very first module, we actually have an entire like path to profit. Um, and then we're going to walk you through it. And those of you who do pay in full, you get the 90 day roadmap, which is amazing. A game changer, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> yeah. for people you'll hear about it next week. So, um, so you do that, but then if you're like Annika, and she's like, she leaned into how to work with influencers, she mm-hmm. leaned into wholesale, right? She, she just jumped around. I mean, what, no matter how you do yeah. it, if you're she just even, like, she started with systems,
1: right? Yeah. So even yeah. finding the money, and, you know, saving money, which is money, m- money saved is money earned, you totally. know? Absolutely. I and totally believe that. Yeah. yeah. And so even like, if, like Jacqueline said, you'd find that $158 and you get instant access to community because as quoted in Gar- Gary Wanda, I <laughs> didn't realize I said this, imagine becoming friends with people. <laughs> <laughs> this is true introvert quote
0: right there. Imagine
1: making friends.
0: Let's just bring this up because this is one of Mina's famous quotes. I love it. Imagine actually talking to humans.
2: But I mean, I think it's so true that we are all really craving connection especially after the last two years of our lives. But like connection with people that really get it because uh, you mentioned this, you both mentioned this on the podcast and in different places that like, I wouldn't go to my normal friends who have normal jobs and say, guess what? I made $40,000 a month because that feels weird and braggy and aggressive. But the people in this community are psyched for me. They understand what that means. They understand that like what what 40K I had to, what I had to do to get there and like what that yeah, means. You can't even tell How your team it. this sometimes, you no, know? You can't be like, hey don't guys, don't. we
0: made 40K. But, yeah, exactly. So I think that, and that's what me and I really wanted to normalize. I know we're going over in time. Are you okay on time? I'm be? Okay. I, I love be. it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's,
1: let's keep, keep going. going. Thank you everybody for coming on
2: <laughs> yeah, this, this is fun, so. Okay.
0: But we try to normalize we try to normalize making money as like a positive, good thing. It is not, you know, a deal with the devil. It's not that you're taking from people. It's not something to be ashamed of or whatever we, and and the thing is, is again, Amina and I can't roll into like our neighbors and you know, they're like, what do you do? And we're like, oh, we, have a we can't podcast. even roll into our family. You know, even my
1: husband, sometimes <laughs> I have to tone it down a little because he thinks I'm
0: going a little bit, yeah. you know, <laughs> like the running joke in our, in our, in our company, you know, like, like, you know, you won't get out of bed for less than a million dollars. <laughs> it's not true, but it's just that it's we're like able a, to value things, you know, like, yeah. you know, you
1: heard me doing the math about cost versus investing. And then also thinking about like, having control with numbers and and really understanding what learning is implemented into there. Like a lot of people, they're like, oh, I need to do this first. Or they don't understand the value. Like they go get a college degree for $60,000. Whereas they're like, oh, no, no, LA, (laughs) $1,500 per year, you mean? (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what, how much it costs anymore. I mean, I didn't, you know, but, but like and and $1,500, like, they think about it, but it's yeah. the same thing, you know? And I say
0: this being funny because we're, you know, we are also growing our business. And I, and I say this because again, you want to find this comfortable group that's supportive, right? So I know yeah. a lot of you are looking to Anika and being like, oh, like, I wish I could be like Anika. And maybe there is, you know, a bit of like, jealousy. But what we want to normalize is that we just we're comfortable with our numbers. We do this very much in our masterminds because Mm -hmm. we're all rooting for each other to grow. All of you, all of you product bosses, entrepreneurs, with small businesses, like you all, we want you all to grow. We want every candle maker, jewelry maker, lingerie maker, label maker, you know, (laughs) everybody to do well because we each have our own niche. Like we each have our own piece of the pie and small business is the thing that is really literally the backbone of our economy. So I just want you to all... If, if you do really well, even if you're not our student and you want to brag and you need someone to brag to, our DMs are always open. Thank you for being here and listening all the way through the Product Boss Podcast. If you love our show and it has helped you in any way in your business, would you mind doing two things for us? Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review.